Geek's Fluff. How much you figure? We couldn't be the luckiest chumps on the face of the earth, could we? You feel lucky? No, I don't. I mean, this can't be Poppy's money. I mean, money like this, people gonna chase us off the end of the earth for money like this. You know, I hate to tell you this, Dick, but I got more bad news. Take that hand away nice and slow, Bobby. Okay. Put the gun down, Stig. You know, I really like you, right? I like you, too. No, you don't. Yes, I do. No, you don't. Nobody likes me, okay? And I'm okay with it. I do. I like you more than most. You're not just saying it because I got a gun pointed to you. Why don't you just put the gun down? <sighs> Shit. Oh! Talk it. I'm sorry, man. Ugh. What'd you do that for? Shit, man, I had to. No, you didn't. Hey, everybody, I'm Joel Murphy. And I'm Andy McIntyre. And this is Silver Linings Playback, the podcast where we watch maligned movies and we find their silver linings. And we are still in the month of February, and instead of looking at bromances, we are looking, or instead of looking at romances, we are looking at bromances. Uh, and we watched the movie Two Guns, and here to talk about it with us is actor, director, producer, writer, multi-hyphenate person, Kate Freund. Welcome to the show, Kate. Hello. Thank you for having me. I liked the the jazz fingers. The, yes. That was nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> No, it's a nice touch. Yeah. It's, uh... yeah. it's, it's a feminine touch, uh, perhaps something that this movie needed. I'm you just... think? <laughs> this one? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Could be. It all definitely, bad. it needed a touch of something. I think it, we can all agree. <laughs> or perhaps too many people touched it because there were 17 producers on yeah. this movie. <laughs> That's yeah. No movie needs that much production. No, no. It's all, this is also. It sounds weird to say this, especially we were talking a little bit before this started. This is technically a comic book movie as well. It is based on a comic book, so there was source material. I, I don't believe you. <laughs> I think there wasn't there a short as well, because I think one of the writers was in a short. Because it was two guns, hyphen, click, click. Too furious. <laughs> <laughs> I want, if it's not two guns, click, click, I'm very disappointed right now because that should be the title. <laughs> All right. But yeah, so to, to properly set this up, though, two guns, uh, it is the, the titular, I guess they're the guns, right? Are Denzel Washington and Mark Wahlberg. They are or the guns, the friends we made along the way. <laughs> I think possible. it's a typo. <laughs> I think it was supposed to be two gums because there is so much gum. In this Mark Wahlberg movie. is chewing gum the entire time. <laughs> he, there's in, they were like, it's called too much gum, two gums, two gum, two gun. And that's maybe how they got to it. I don't know. There is so much because well, there's way more than two guns in this movie. Well, also, yeah. I mean, probably Mark Wahlberg tried to say gum, but he had so much gum that it came out as two oh, guns. Two, gum. two guns. And then two they, gun. that's what they heard. Oh, two gum. Yeah. yeah. They heard your mother for me. <laughs> Guys, it's two gum. Guys, that's my Mark Wahlberg. He's kind of up here. That's, it's not even close. Sorry. It, it, it was, it was non-rhotic in the wrong way, which was delightful. <laughs> I would love it if he said he was Mark Wahlberg. Doesn't <laughs> he talk a little bit like that? A little bit. But I think you should do like... you should do more of it and then we can be sure. <laughs> that means stop it. Calm down. Talk about the movie. <laughs> so anyways, Mark Wahlberg and Denzel Washington. I'll end this movie. They're friends. They're friends. <laughs> uh, but there is I mean, there's a, quite a bit of shenanigans in this movie, though, as well, in that. So they start out their bank robbers. We're introduced to them as bank robbers. Uh, which is the classic uh, where we see the scene and then we're going to that's a middle. Yeah, that's the middle of the movie, but we're going to open with it and then come the back around to it earlier. Yeah. I hate the one week earlier. It's the worst. I'm trying to be positive in this new year, but <laughs> no, 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 man, no, this, is, this is not the time. Don't no. like it. 
We'll get positive at the second half. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll get there. But this is this is kind of the this is how we do it. We we air it all out in the first okay. half, and then we get to a positive space. Uh, but yeah, so they yeah they do the one week earlier. We see them about to rob the bank, then they rob the bank. But then we think they're bank robbers, but they're actually both. This is this got some departed level. They're both secretly other things, and then the money is secret. So they're. If I have this correct, Denzel Washington is DEA. He's DEA. And then Wahlberg is the Navy. He's a Navy but, SEAL. Which He's a doesn't Navy make SEAL. any sense. Which yeah. doesn't fight crime. <laughs> I, no. I, I took a note and I it literally says Navy? What? Yeah. What? So like Why? there is the JAG Corps, the Judge Advocate General Corps within the Navy that does prosecute crimes committed on military bases, but the Navy doesn't fight crimes. Well, no. but there, this is also they in the uh, sea, baby. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ocean. They're yeah. fighting octopuses. This is if anything, not banks in the middle of the Arizona desert. Oh, unless yeah, for, it's like treasure. Yes, no. that's what I was going to say. It should be this should be an underwater heist and like, for sure Navy? underwater bank robbery. Yeah. yeah, I would watch. I would watch that movie. That'd be good. Like an under. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's like they have to break into the lost city of Atlantis to to get some gold. Don't, don't share this idea here. People are listening. <laughs> no, this could be your idea. But I'm trying to get you to invest. That's why uh, I'm hoping <laughs> I'm hoping you want in on the ground floor. I, and most well, importantly, it's one of them's last big score, and then they're walking away. No, yeah. they're swimming away. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's the but then, but then one of them has to meet a mermaid that mm. <laughs> that gets them to slow down, and they they consider giving up this life of crime, you know, to, to continue to live in but Atlantis. But also curse their family. This sounds yeah. fishy. <laughs> hey, um, I, I want to say I love the premise of two undercover cops just doing jobs together, not realizing the other one's an undercover cop. I think that's genius. I don't think this movie nailed it, but I, I like that as a premise. I mean, if the movie was Mark Wahlberg and Denzel Washington both sitting at a diner trying to get the other one to buy drugs, like... <laughs> that would have been better. Yeah. I think they just made a mistake with the Navy. Like, why yeah, yeah. isn't it like... Why isn't it ATF? Why isn't it yes. FBI? Why isn't it... C why isn't it... It is literally CIA. Because yeah. CIA is Bill Paxton, and when he showed oh, up, right. I was like, ooh, Paxton is bringing the power. I love him <laughs> so much. Oh, yes, for sure. He, he, oh, um, yeah, I'm sure he will come up in the Silver Linings <laughs> portion for the accent alone, I think, oh, for sure. And the suit. <laughs> and the thumbtacks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow, what a sh so sharp. But yeah, it does feel like the FBI should be involved in this, right? Because we get the CIA, the DEA, and the Navy, but somehow the FBI not involved in this. And no, no policemen. There are so many crimes happening. No local cops. And there's no local cops. Except we do get the local cops that are sort of keystone cops who get locked in their jail cell. We do see them. That does happen. Yeah. yeah. But, but there's, then there's the border enforcement. There's uh, yeah. that arrest them when they try to go to Mexico for a vacation i don't know but that's technically also still a dea operation because that's set up oh, right because that's that's where we find out that denzel is undercover right and i like i did like that little reveal you know well and i think like when i was reading like synopses for these movie every synopses within the first two sentence two undercover cops that don't know the other guys undercover it's like come on but they're not undercover cops no, one's an undercover Navy. Yes, but you can't write. If someone said one undercover cop and an undercover Navy, people would be like, that's stupid. <laughs> what are you talking about? Learn English. Like, what? And, they, and they'd be right. But they would be absolutely right. <laughs> I, think, I think this is a lesson in filmmaking is, can you write out the log line in a way that a reviewer is going to say it where the reviewer won't sound like an idiot? And if they can't, then you got a problem. Yeah, if, if the logline doesn't sound like English is your first language, you did it wrong. Yes. Well, and also, can it be a line? I think that's the other, like, this is a log <laughs> paragraph. Log line. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is, yeah, this is a log blurb. This yeah. Is... All right. But yeah, so there's a lot of double crossing. But I think that's the thing is that this plot is simultaneously, there's a lot happening, but I don't know how much any of it matters because it's ultimately a pretty simple 
they stole money from the CIA accidentally and they're then being chased by Bill Paxton movie. Yes. Right. And right. and James Marsden is also corrupt. Yeah. Which, by the way, unintentional that this has become James Marsden month on this podcast. Kate, you weren't here, but uh, we also did a movie called uh, The D Train with him and Jack Black. So Marsden is back on the pod. Yeah. He is a machine. He has done so many movies. He's so also very versatile in that he can play kind of a tough guy, square jaw, but also is so funny. Like I loved him in jury duty. I love that he just took the piss out of himself and was just down to make fun of himself. He's able to be vulnerable and it's so good. And I think that was perhaps his greatest role as James Marston in jury duty. Like he was some might say the role he was born to play. Yeah. But no, he is. And I had that in this movie where like, yeah, because he is. I don't know that I've ever seen him play this character in anything else. Like, no, this, not as like buttoned up and and sort of straight lights, but also incredibly corrupt. Yeah. Yeah. Which also he has a cool guy vibe is, that he didn't have here. Yeah. He's so different from also when he plays uh, Cyclops. Because yeah. Cyclops is such boy, a Boy Scout. Yeah. Yeah. Boy Scout nerd, like goody two shoe, like. We can say it. He's the worst X-Men. He really Cyclops is a terrible character. Uh, Toad? I'm saying it. Oh, wait, Toad's, Toad's a villain. Toad's a mutant. And yeah. Toad's in <laughs> Mario. <laughs> I don't think it's the same. No, there's, there's no I know there's a Toad in the X. I'm, I'm being played. Oh, come on. Come on. Yeah. It's Ray Park. And he does yeah. the. The because well, also, Andy, you can't forget the classic line in the first X Men movie. What happens to Barry. a what happens to a toad when it's struck by lightning? Same, same thing, thing that, that happens to everything, everything else. else. Yeah, yeah. Come on, not lightning rods. They actually ground <laughs> the lightning. So that's already another yet another flaw in Joss Whedon's sole contribution to X Men, <laughs> which feels like a line Cyclops should have said uh, in the fr- he should have been, well actually. <laughs> Just yeah. so you know. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. Pushes his visor up his nose more. <laughs> he's, that's why I like him. He can play a weenie and he can, he can really, he's so versatile. No, he For really is. that handsome. Like, what the no. hell? That's kind of not fair. Well, it, yeah. And uh, not to keep bringing up this movie that you didn't see, but in D Train, he's quite charming. Like, he's actually a, you know, sort of sexy agent of chaos in that movie. I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, we might have invited you on the wrong week, so I apologize. Yes, I think so. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to watch. First of all, I'm impressed by anyone who can make a movie. However, uh, you know, when you listen to a podcast and you can listen to it at like 1.5 or 1.75 speed, I wanted to watch this at double time. Because yeah. it was it felt so long. And it isn't even a long movie. I'm like, how did they do that? Yeah, I want to point out that uh, our barometer for quality of cinema has been so skewed by doing this podcast (sighs) that this movie cooked, baby. (laughs) You watched Point Break in the last episode. That is true. That's a perfect movie. It really is. Edited, amazing. (laughs) Yeah, it's great. It's so good. And then I I watched this and I... (laughs) Was like, we do watched... these, these people who don't know me hate me? What what did I do wrong? We watched Caddyshack 2 and Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties. Both better than, no. No, <laughs> no, 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 okay. no. Titles yeah. are better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I, yeah. I, look, I will apologize that we did not, neither Andrew or I had watched this before we invited you. So that is, and that is on us. watching it and going, oh no, oh no, oh no. Uh, considering we made friend of the show, Sophie Strauss, watch uh, Blonde, that Marilyn Monroe monster piece, uh, this, you're winning. Which I can't believe that Sophie came back because that was the first episode that she did was blonde and that i do think that is the worst that i've ever felt having a guest on <laughs> yeah like that that movie so the, look kate you're you're in the middle i would say okay. of you know the horrible movies that we've made and you're watch. delightful so yeah. oh, thank you <laughs> that's, that's i was so <laughs> well 
Yeah. So, uh, I just, there's some things in this movie where I was like, I can't stand Mark Wahlberg in this movie. Not because of his like little winky thing or because he's like, I'm an annoying person who nobody likes. But he, there's a scene in this movie where I was like about to go, fuck this movie. I'm turning this movie off. Sorry for my language. They shoot okay. chickens in the head. That, that, was, that yeah. was wild. Yeah, that was. And he I does that. it. Yes. He does it. And I go, he's the hero. This guy. What? There's no. They're trying to said, do a save the cat moment in reverse. Is that what this is? What is this? Yeah. I think when you said this guy, you nailed your Wahlberg impression. <laughs> I think that was you really hit it right there. I think you found it. So if you, if you need it for anything, it's there now. Just go back and listen. Oh, this guy? <laughs> the hero? Are you kidding me? Wahlberg? <laughs> yes. It's not. No, that, <laughs> no it's there. But that, that scene is very bizarre. I think we should take a moment because that's a pretty early scene. That's when they first go to Mexico. And we're really still getting to know them. And he's kind of just busting the chops of uh, a guy that that's there on the property. And then for seemingly no reason, takes his gun out and, sh- and murders. What, well, like they were five- trying to shoot the chickens whose heads were just poking above the ground. And I mean, there is, I guess, that tiny bit of irony that they're also eating chicken sandwiches while they're shooting these for chickens. For anyone who, who hasn't seen that, I'll paint the picture. There's these chickens. They're very cute. They are buried in the ground by and their little heads are just poking up and they're going, get me out of here. Get me out of here. And they're shooting at them, the bad guys. And it's to show that they're bad. So I get it. But then Mark Wahlberg, who is the good guy, takes his gun out. And to show that he's a badass, blows all these chickens. Period. (laughs) I was going to say, he doesn't blow all the chickens. (laughs) I just want that to be the quote of like, what a wait a minute, what is this movie? The Blu-ray jacket of this movie. I think we have a new log line for it. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg blows a bunch of chickens. He just blows them. <laughs> oh, I've watched that movie. Um, there was a lot of animal abuse in this that I was, I just could, I I, I was like, there's dead deer, there's bull abuse, That's there right. was dogs in cages at a veterinarian that looked sad. That also prescribed drugs to Denzel Washington. Yeah. Another crime that he was committing while undercover. Yeah, he, he was, was buying dr- illegal he, drugs. He was driving and popping whatever was in this pill bottle i was like how is he driving like that that can't be legal he's on painkillers and driving you're not allowed to do that i've gotten in trouble for that i mean come on guys (laughs) (laughs) and that was that but it was a similar situation right it was like a double cross situation you were trying to get your bullet wound sewn up by the vet right so i mean i think in in those situations there's leeway yeah when i think of the four bullet wounds i've received i had vets stitch up at least three of them Yeah, it's That's nice too because I like when I do it, I I still use the pet insurance, so it's oh, kind you of have nice. to, yeah, yeah, you know. But it sucks when your premium goes up. It's it's weird when he wears uh, the Jolene costume of his pug. He just like, dresses up like it's me, Jolene. Yeah, I just feel like animal abuse. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> also, the more you talk about all the animal abuse, you are selling me on the idea that we made you watch the worst movie. Like, so I yeah, think like... you might there. You might have a point there. Yeah, it was strange, <laughs> but I also think that's because there's also. 17 dudes making this movie and sometimes i think it's like oh wouldn't it be funny if these animals were killed in this way and you're like no it's never funny this is why 17 dudes shouldn't make a movie yeah but i would watch a movie called 17 dudes made a movie what about yeah (laughs) what about a movie called 17 dudes two guns is that anything that could be (laughs) is there something there maybe could be fun who knows yeah, you're onto something. <laughs> you're two for two. You got nice. that sea heist, and now this <laughs> printing money. Yeah, yeah. 
right, but yeah, I don't. What else do we need to malign about this movie? We need I mean, to talk a, about the logic issue sure. of okay. them across the street from Poppy Greco, played by uh, James Edward James Edward, Olmos. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love him. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's I, the best. I love him in Selena. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he plays her dad. He's Selena? so good in that. He's um, great in Stand and Deliver. He's always great. He's so good. Um, but when they're doing a stakeout across the street or something, it's Wahlberg and Denzel across the street. Why doesn't Poppy see them? <laughs> there's, I mean, I maybe I'm a paranoid person, but if there's a car <laughs> staked out across my street, I would notice it. And, and to be clear, this is not like. Edward James almost isn't playing, uh, you know, a, a guy like a ran- random civilian. He is playing a drug kingpin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. So like a notoriously not paranoid profession of drug kingpin. You, you're usually pretty safe. There's there's pretty good standards. <laughs> yeah. Among, low risk. Yeah. <laughs> you would have a bodyguard out front. Plural. Walking the parameter. Or you'd have a I camera think- going. Why is there this Mark Wahlberg? Parked across my street. I would have at least two guns guarding me at all times. <laughs> it makes sense. Two it guns. Does. Yeah. I also just like I understand the the desire to kind of, you know, get some product placement in there. But I thought the fact that they were in a Wahlburgers, you know, food truck the whole time <laughs> that they were staking him out. I thought that was also just hey, really gotta, obvious. Got to cross promote. <laughs> Was Donnie one of the 17 co-producers? <laughs> no. <laughs> they couldn't what get him. Yeah. yeah. They couldn't get him. He was making a Saul movie. Uh, <laughs> actually, uh, I don't know, but I don't think he was. I don't think he was either. Yeah. No, it was, it was uh, the director and writer of Contraband, which was another Wahlberg vehicle, and then all their buds, and they somehow got Denzel and Paula Patton involved and made this movie. Yeah. I... What? I have more things. Denzel Washington wearing a Frankenstein mask and kissing a baby. That happened in this. Well, film. this is, uh, Kate, this is the where we're maligning stuff. So that would be like a silver lining. <laughs> did you like that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did not like that. You're I right. don't know. That was my favorite part of the movie. So I, <sighs> I guess it's just different. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a favorite. I, well, I, and just like... Bill Paxton's motive seemed a little weird throughout the movie and his methods like it. It's something seemed on, incongruous, like he was by far the most evil person, but maybe the good guy. Well, it, it seemed unclear because you got the impression at the because he kept saying he just wanted his money back. And it seemed like Denzel had struck a deal with him at the end that seemingly would have allowed him to walk away if he just left the money there. but. He's also a guy who's going around playing Russian roulette with people and being, yeah, with the staples in the hand. Oh, like, God, yeah. Yeah, he's, he seems... He's a bit of a sadist. Yeah, he, but he's, so he's a, a sadist smidge. with a, a clear, like, code of, well, as long as I get my money back, then... Yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah. What, and it was his money. Yeah, it was his illegal CIA slush fund. I think yeah. yes. He's yeah. just trying to have a side hustle. It's the American way. Yeah, everybody's you know got their hustles, their side hustles. They're yeah. this in this gig economy that we all live in. Yeah, I mean you you can't blame him for trying. No, I can't blame Bill. And Paxton. he's got to hire two guys to follow him around with their two guns. Like, oh, were they the two uh, guns? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They weren't not the two guns. I just, by the end of this episode, I want to nail down who the two guns were. I think it's, if we can... it's it is Wahlberg and Denzel when they're back to back and they're shooting like this and going around mm. in that circle. And it's like they got their gun. But the I think Michael they Bay both were holding, were they both holding a gun each or were they both holding I think they each had a gun. two guns? Oh, because that yeah. would have been I think they had two guns. hands on a gun. Yeah. Oh, romantic. <laughs> Ooh, la da. Well, this is a it's a bromance month, so yeah, that is that's true. yeah. Well, this was a toxic bromance. I just this, want to put that out there. This this was oh, 
I don't, oh, the, the freeze frames also killed me. They hurt. They hurt. I can't even keep my eyes open when I'm thinking about them. They were Someone so- saw Steven Soderbergh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I can do that. I can, you know what? I'm going to take the worst of Soderbergh and the worst of Michael Bay. And Guy and we're going to make a movie and Guy Ritchie. And we're going to make a, we're going to make a, a flick. All but, 17 of us. There weren't enough freeze frames. If you're going to do a freeze frame, you have to do more than- It's got to be a motif. It's either got to be yeah. like, you know, a, like a heavy, like, in, like prologue thing, or it's got to be like a recurring- yeah, it was so strange. I was like, what? They were like, hey, that's cool. Let's put that there. And I was like, why is that there? Also, I think the thing, at first I was, I was like, oh, this will be fine. There's, it starts with like a cool shot under some tracks. And then it's another shot of like behind their heads and another little tracking shot. And I was like, oh, this director's having a great time. This will be fun. And then the music kicks in and I went, oh, I'm in trouble. This, <laughs> this, this is very telling. Yeah. There was, where was the music in this movie? This movie should have had like a B plus soundtrack and it had none that I can remember. No, I, I, I was like, this felt like canned studio. Like you're telling me Jet couldn't have written a song for this soundtrack. <laughs> It also, it would have benefited from, if you're going to rip off all these other action directors, then you need the John Woo, you know, pop song used yeah. ironically, you know. The like guy Sooth- Richie right. too. Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Where's my Madonna? Where's yeah, my yeah. ironic needle drop? Like, Yeah, yeah, come on. You're going to tell me Tarzan Boy by Baltimore wouldn't have fit in somewhere in this movie. <laughs> it would have been great. Although been in fun. fairness, Andy, I think you say that about every movie. I'm pretty sure you're always. And when am I wrong? And when am I wrong? <laughs> Andy's watching Oppenheimer like, you know, I really just right here, Tarzan boy. I think that would have been good when the black holes like it would have actually made it make more sense. Like I didn't know what he was discovering at that moment. And then I was like, maybe, okay, it's a black hole. And is that driving him crazy? I also think I could see like a montage of when they're building the bomb. We were speeding up time. We just played Tarzan boy to, to show the passage of time. Yeah. Yeah. They could have they could have sped up some of that movie. Definitely. There was, there was yeah. some spots. <laughs> that but... three hour and forty-five minute movie. <laughs> I, You're saying I, there was some wasted motion? I don't know. I however I did I watched it on I know this sounds sacrilegious, but I watched it on a plane. And no, that's I actually loved it. No, that's Nolan. Like, oh, it's so long. This is great. No, Nolan came out and he said that's how he intended it. To be watched was on an international like if flight. If you can't see it in seventy millimeter, <laughs> watch it on a plane. Yeah, watch it on your iPad on an airplane. Yeah, with Southwest right in the bottom center, lower third. It was virgin. It was classy. Ah. Oh, okay. <laughs> also, I mean, these days it was kind of like an exciting thing. It's, a, it's sort of a four D experience if you're on a plane watching Oppenheimer and then the door flies off. That's oh, pretty. Yeah. Yeah, like, then you're really immersed. It's, yeah, it's, it's the good stuff. Um, Paula Patton didn't need to die. Like, nope. That seemed out of nowhere. What would, can either of you explain to me? I feel like nope. there was a there was like one final turn or something with her. Right. And I, I don't think I understood what happened. There was some kind of reveal that with her denzel but may have been double crossing him because she was with bill paxton maybe oh, she wasn't with bill paxton yeah i didn't think she was what are you crazy she was with marston did you not watch oh that's this right movie? she was with marston yeah uh she was with marston which made a lot more sense he I, to be honest i thought that she was denzel's daughter like half daughter at first you thought James Marsden? No, no. I oh. thought Paula. Bill Paxton? Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought Paula was Denzel Washington's half daughter. That must have made the and sex scene that the they sex had. Scene <laughs> a lot of I, I, yes. I was so confused because my brain had jumped to something else that was not happening in this movie, but I thought that was being set up. And then as soon as it was her as the love interest, I was like, she is making him look very old. 
<laughs> Why do guys do this? If you want to look younger and sexier, cast someone who's older than you, and then everyone will think you're younger and sexier. Like, and go, oh, she's too old for him. He's so young and sexy. But when you cast somebody who's 20 years your junior, it just makes you end up looking older. That's honestly brilliant. I that is I like that. Yeah, I, I'd love that to be a trend. That so should totally that, like Dame Judy Dench should have been playing the love interest. And you go like, and then you would say, "Wow, she is too old for him. He's got to be with someone younger. He he looks too good to be with her." I do now. I'm envisioning the takeaway of, oh, he looks like he's too old to be. But then I think it's an ego thing of a guy being like, no, I still got it. I I can get the young one. I can still, yeah. You know, I I liked it. There was a Chris Chris Rock special where he was talking about dating younger. He goes, all you have to do is buy a purse versus if you date someone your age, you have to buy them a roof. (laughs) And I was like, that's such, that is so brilliant. Um, Because the expectation is... Okay, I'm off on a tangent. Never mind. <laughs> okay. Um, well, but I also, I no, and I'm with you. And I also think if they're going to do it, then there should have been more scenes where she was talking to him about stuff and Denzel was just confused. You know, like yeah. he didn't, he couldn't relate. I also <laughs> wanted her to, I wanted the scene with her and Marsden getting it on. And sure. then we go as the audience, oh, what a bitch. Oh, this double crossing bitch. And then we get invested and we can dislike her and then we can really dislike james marsden when he shows up and is shooting up her house i'm sorry i would be so freaking mad at a guy who i had had sex with and then he shoots up my living room (laughs) you said that in such a reasonable way of like you know for me that that really you don't really grind my gears for me personally shoots up your living room I don't care if I've got like half of $42.125 million now. What a weird choice also in numbers. But they, it was all, I think that was just the specificity was just so Paxton would keep saying the total amount of money. They say like, because it was always him that would say the number. Yes. I, I was so confused by that choice. Did they do, do you think that was in the script or do you think he improvised it? And they're like, oh, that's really funny. We got to just keep doing that number. Yeah, definitely. The second one. I don't think there was a script. So I think it was very loose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think it was just a series of, you know, be crazy now. We should just have her dating Marsden. And then they just went with that. No, that was was the twist. That was the twist of, but the thing is like, you're trying to be so, I already predicted that twist. The second she went upstairs and we didn't see who she was with, I went, it's Marsden. Yeah. He's young. He's hot. He's there in a double cross. But again, like maybe I'm just really s- smart. I, 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 that's <laughs> evident. I do, I do think there should have been, now that you've brought all this up, I almost want a scene where they're just making fun of Denzel for being old. Like yeah, that's how they bond. S- like, like he's like, I don't know how you dated that guy. Like, it's just making fun of the fedora and the giant goatee. Yeah, oh, I did okay. like his teeth. I like the two. What are those grill pieces? What are they called? I'm not hip enough to know what this is. Uh, grill pieces. Grill pieces. <laughs> yeah, they're grill I pieces. Think that's. It is now. <laughs> I also I feel like Denzel Washington should have a fedora pass. Like I think that he. Oh no! He, if anybody has yeah. a fedora pass, it's Denzel. But anybody wearing a fedora is ripe for insult. When he walks into his house and hangs up his fedora, and there's another fedora already there, I started laughing. <laughs> I I was. Well, you know, you have your That's, day fedora, you have your night fedora, yeah, you know, your black just, fedora. It, it was like, yeah, you got to color coordinate your fedora yeah, right. to the rest of your outfit. <sighs> you don't want to clash with your fedora. No, no. But it, I was like, that was the other thing that I was really confused about was when he was Billy Beans, does Billy Beans wear the fedora? And then Denzel not is undercover Billy Beans His trench. Yeah, does he wear a fedora? Like, if I'm being undercover, 
you have a different outfit than one you would normally wear. We do see him. He takes the teeth that grills yes. out at the end, but he keeps the hat, at least at the end. But maybe that's, you know, just to protect. It's sunny. Maybe he's going to change yeah. to his normal non-undercover hats. when he. But gets. then Stigman, he's a guy who winks and hates. Uh, everyone hates him. Was that him undercover? And then in his real persona, people like him? No, I don't think anyone liked him. I think because he even says that when he's shooting Denzel, Denzel. That, that nobody liked. But I, I do think the winking is meant to be part of his cover, I guess. But then why didn't he wink at the African-American actress? That's that a, I yeah. did not understand. I was yeah. like, this feels a little racist to me. Oh, it no. did. Yeah. Because he's like, not, and I was like, she's pretty hot. I, she's definitely um, attractive. Why isn't he going for her? I feel. And it's the only act of racism we can associate with Mark Wahlberg. I won't comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, 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 there's a lot of this. <laughs> You want to talk about this movie is just so underwritten, like I think is what it comes down to. But also overwritten at the same time. It's underwritten character wise and logic wise, but overwritten in terms of how many twists there are. Yes. Yeah. And However, I told my friend that I had watched this and he told me. His mom saw it in the theater and texted him that it was incredible. <laughs> maybe she was the demo maybe that's I maybe we're all the wrong demo is, for this we we perhaps are too it, um, is your is your friend's mom peter travers for rolling stone <laughs> <laughs> did she call it a non-stop thrill ride i also no, can i just take a moment incredible. i want to take a moment my you know my favorite part of that story is though is that i love that she texted her son that she loved it <laughs> that's actually very sweet yeah, it's like, yeah. got to see this. Yeah. Yes. It's like when my mom texts me and tells me that I need to watch Bosch. And it's like, it's not, <laughs> it's not going to happen. I've also mom. gotten texts from my mom that I should watch Bosch. My parents will not stop talking about Bosch. Oh my God. Is that a parent thing? <laughs> is it, I think is that, so. And then it's, a, I don't know if you both, well, uh, Kate, if you get this, because then it's like, then my mom will just ask me about locations that they filmed that in Bosch if I've been to them. You know, like, oh, have you been to this restaurant? It was in Bosch. Where's your mom from? Uh, Maryland. To oh, like okay. Southern Maryland. Yeah. I have an L.A. mother. Oh, OK. I'm so she. Ask yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my mom, it's like her only frame of reference for L.A. is the is show Bosch. Bosch. So, yeah. So it's like, explain to me where you are in Bosch, you know. In Bosch terms. Yeah. Oh, when she comes visit, uh, you should make her like a Bosch map. Yeah, I think she already has it. I think like there's the legit reality to her. <laughs> there's like legit restaurants that she wants to go to just because they've been in Bosch. So I would love to see Michelle Murphy's face light up as she travels around the streets of L.A. visiting the highlights of Bosch. <laughs> well, Andy, you're invited. Wait. <laughs> I, I try to keep me away. <laughs> Oh man! All right, can we can we pivot? Have, have we pivot. sufficiently? Can I say one also? Go for it. Part yes. I, I yeah. don't know if I already brought it up, but I have a note of it. Like when he's crossing the border and chewing the gum. Okay. Did I bring this up already? I mean, you brought not up the gum, so I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay. But I don't think, yeah. He's crossing the border. They're in waist deep water. Where is he getting the gum from? <laughs> he had it before it got in the water. You can't chew gum the same piece for that long. It's just like chewing plastic. Do you think like the coyotes pass them off to someone who just has some fresh gum? Like just has a pack of Wrigley's ready to go. <laughs> oh, he had gum in every scene. Blinkin and gum. Those were his two character traits. I want him to have a gum line. Yeah, it's not really talked about, is it? Like, they don't really address the gum much in the movie. He doesn't even spit the gum in frustration. He never loses the gum. I'm like, is it Nicorette? Was he trying to quit smoking on this picture? 
Yeah. I think that's the real answer. If it's not ever addressed on screen and he's just always doing it, I think that was a Wahlberg choice. I don't think that was a script choice. He was was trying to to cut back on his two packs a day habit. So he's just (laughs) popping the Nicorette. Uh, We did it. We figured it out. Okay. Our work here's done. Well, well right. done. Well, that's our first silver lining right there. Is that <laughs> yeah. we solved that mystery. If we can manage to solve the mystery of the who the two guns were, then I think they're the guns. Okay, they are the guns. But so if when they have guns, they're gu- like, but they but they're a physical embodiment of guns. They they yes, yeah. I don't get it. Okay, all right. I will like. Everything that we've said is true, and this is not a good movie, but I will say as a silver lining that I think that Denzel Washington is one of our greatest actors, and I love him so much, and he's innocent, as far as I'm concerned, (laughs) in this movie. (laughs) I was thinking about that, and I agree 100% that Denzel is one of our greatest actors, but no one ever refers to him as the character. It's always Denzel. I just, it's a weird thing. Like wh- wh- whoever he's playing, however good a job he does, it's always he's just always Denzel. It's just a weird, a weird thing about him. But he's great and he's great in this and I can watch him do anything. He's phenomenal for a reason. Yeah. The accolades are warranted. Yeah, he definitely made this movie like he carried it for me. I don't like it would have been a tougher uh, journey if not for Denzel Washington, I feel like because he's still it- charming and he still can get me invested and he can sell any terrible line that he has given somehow credibly yeah yeah like just no one can read a line like denzel just even just make it have weight like he's so good and he just read it off cue cards he didn't prep for this no of course not why would he why why bother (laughs) yeah he's like i want to wear this hat and these grill pieces yeah I want to make out with this cast, this chick. She's gorgeous. We were in deja vu together. Let's bring her back along. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I forgot that. Yeah. They had worked. Before. Yeah. And she, look, she's great. I mean, she's criminally I underused. I love Paula Patton. She's, yeah. yeah. She doesn't have anything to do in this movie except be girl. But... I would recommend oh. uh, go watch the whichever Mission Impossible it is that she's in. Uh, is that, that one? Yeah. It's the, the it Brad Bird goes... one, right? Ghost Protocol. It's Ghost Protocol. Yeah. 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 But she's great in that. Like, she, yeah. she can be great in a movie not written by 17 dudes. I think there, were on, there was only one writer. There were 17 producers. <laughs> and there are two big stars who you can't tell them what to do. They're yeah. not no, the, going to listen. I, and I, IMDb I, Trivia said that most of their, they just improvised. Like, they didn't read they any didn't of the really? verses written. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Um, this movie did have a lot of actors that I really love in it. Yeah. Marsden is great. Paxton, great, almost great. Like a lot of great actors. Patrick, uh, what? How do I say? Is, is it Fleischer? Who Fleischer. is Fleischer from Mulholland Drive? He's fantastic. Yeah, he's he plays the vet, right? Yes, I think yeah. I think uh, Sheila Yaffe, who is the casting director, deserves a medal. For yes. the casting yes. job. Yes. She killed it. Yeah. Every little supporting role. Fred she understood Ward? the assignment. Why is Fred, yeah, Fred Ward in this? <laughs> I love <laughs> Tremors. Yeah. Okay? Who doesn't yeah, love yeah. Tremors? Anytime Fred Ward shows up, I'm really happy. And he was yeah, Fred- in like, he might have worked for a day on this. Oh. Yeah, because it is. Gone it's- by lunch. Yeah, it's one scene, right? He he just has the like one scene in the the board. He's like the naval head officer. Yeah. yeah, he's like the commander of the base. Yeah, yeah. But so you it's believe like believe him. Yeah. Oh, it's great. Yeah. His, his entire role in the movie is telling Wahlberg, "I don't care, and I'm not going to help you." And yeah, it's awesome. Yep. Yeah, and it shows like that Wahlberg is. I like that whole line of you know the hand has gangrene. You don't let the pinky stay i was like "Ooh, that's a good line and i think that was a scripted line it feels like it's a scripted line weird yeah. thing fred ward just says that to people <laughs> like that's just it's like his catchphrase <laughs> yeah, i gotta meet him he's so inspiring 
I also I I learned from this movie too. It's apparently incredibly easy to break onto a military base. I think that's what (laughs) you just you just gun it. You just if you just if you just (laughs) like anything, if you just move fast enough and act like you know where you're going, you can get a lot of. Why did he have to set fire to the kitchen to get out? Why didn't he just put on the little outfit and run out? They, they really like explosion. They like fires. I think that the the subtext of this movie is that they're both pyromaniacs. Because why did they have to set the diner? I guess they set the diner <sighs> on fire because the cops hung out there. But I didn't. They there was more fires than needed they, to be. They've locked the cops up anyway. So right. why did they need to put the diner on fire? Yeah, which that again, me crazy. Yeah, that diner did because heist wrong. movies have diner fires. It's just the rules. That- <laughs> is not true uh i did watch a movie immediately after this because i needed a palate cleanser called winter kills which is a very underrated excellent jeff bridges movie it's fabulous if you haven't seen it um and there is a diner fire in that as well that is that movie i don't have you guys either of you seen that no 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 i want to i'll give you one spoiler there's a twist upon twist upon twist. And some people hate it about that. That's why they hate the movie. But I think it's brilliant. What what era Jeff Bridges are we? Like when, when Ooh, was this made? He's young. Oh, he's okay. Real young. Oh, all right. But he's also playing like a Lebowski character. I was like, how much coleslaw is in his mouth when he's <laughs> delivering his life? Well, he's young. So that was before he really committed to This the... is before um, Fabulous Baker. Oh, wow. Okay. This is, uh, I feel so like it's... Hardly any coleslaw at all. No, he's young. He's naked in it. Uh, so this is like a little bit after Starman? It's either before or after. I feel, what's Starman's? That's 80... Early 80s, I think. Yeah. This might actually be before. John Huston's in it. Ooh. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. He sold. plays his dad. Oh. Yeah. It's a real He doesn't treat. have a famous dad to play his dad. No. <laughs> we should have let you pick the movie. We should all have been talking about this the whole time. <laughs> that is... You could actually do an episode on it because it tanked. I yeah. Think. Ooh. It sounds a oh. lot more fun. It's a... Than... I, it's riveting. All right. <laughs> Okay. We might have to have you back. Yeah. Revenge of the yeah. Guest, you will watch uh, Winter Kills. Yeah. yeah. We do. Yeah. We do a Revenge of the Guest month, which you, you're, I'm already, yeah, we'll officially invite <laughs> you back because you deserve it for <laughs> enduring this. It wasn't um, that bad. Uh, you deserve it. Thank you. This movie is like wildly mediocre, is I think the bottom line. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. Like it's, it's not memorable. The, like, I wish the action was better. I think that's the big thing. Is like, if you have a good crash with the helicopter in the end, I did. Yeah, like that was that. cool. The, I, the the final shootout was pretty good. But yeah, I think if it just had more action throughout, it would be fun, kind of just fluff. But it doesn't. I think that's and why it feels like a slog. this much more clarity and character motive. Yeah. 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 To balance out some good action. The Navy thing is, I think like, I think whenever you're trying to get too clever and you hide your cards and go, Ooh, I can't, I can't show that this person is bad because I want the twist. It's more of a gut punch when you love somebody and they betray you. Just let people be bad. It's really fun. Um, Cause I will say Paula Patton could have had more to do. Yes. Everyone's being two versions except for her even though she is leading this she's, double life we just don't get to see it double life but you never get to see her yeah be that other person yeah no i i definitely agree with that i i will say i did because we're trying to we're, we're going to end on a positive we're going right, to right, we're, right, we're, right, we're right. land this but uh i did like that he shot mark Wahlberg at the end i mean i liked that anyway but also contextually yeah. in the movie but that, like, that was it was a good it was a good like put a bow on it to end the movie yeah and i and really helps him to the car i i don't want to sound like a sicko but i did like that little toro's head was in a bag i thought that was a great moment where he goes uh i'm gonna sit here it's that's little toro seat where is little toro you just moved him because it was, was there was a bag on the chair and yeah then, yeah I, spoilers sorry there's a i mean i think at this point bag. yeah yeah <laughs> 
I think we're good. I also don't think if anyone listened to this far and hasn't watched Two Guns, I don't think we sold them on going to... (laughs) (laughs) We may have dissuaded them. Kyle's mom liked it a lot. That's true. So shout out to Kyle's mom. Yeah. Yeah. And and Kyle's mom, if you're listening, uh, please let us know what what you loved about it. (laughs) Also, let us know if you watch Bosch, because now I'm collecting data officially (laughs) on all the parents. I I would bet money that she watches Bosch. She's a Bosher? Yeah. (laughs) Does anyone like... Under the age of forty, watch Bosch or like what? Oh, is, the Bosch Boys. Yeah, like what is the what's the youngest Bosch? That's our other here? podcast, actually. <laughs> Bosch Boys. That's my favorite Jeff Bridges role. Is the fabulous Bosch Boys? Bosch Boys. He's great in that. <laughs> I don't know what is the best uh, Jeff Bridges role. I mean, the dude's pretty iconic. I feel like There's that so that one's many. tough to beat. Yeah. There's so many. No, he's great in everything, but I I think like I don't know the dude. Is definitely what I think of first. That's the, that's the first thing that comes to mind when I think of yeah Jeff Bridges. But I think but actually no, that's not true. Yeah. The first thing I think of is Obadiah Stane. But that's only because, because of our friendship. <laughs> yes, and the fact that Andy and I. Stark, wait a cave. Who walks Yes, that's why you think of that first. That's why I'm not I Tony like, Stark. I like him in Iron Man. I like Please him. Do. A lot. He's great. No, that line is fantastic. That's yeah. Oh, good. He's no, so he's wrinkly and he's so ripped. And I go, yeah. how did you get that ripped after you just were the dude? Yeah. I also love the yeah. I mean, when he poisons Tony Stark and then is like explaining his villain plot to him, that's good. He's great. Yeah. He's very good. Yeah. He's got that twinkle in his eye, that little smile. He has one of the all-time great. Uh, twi- eye twinkles i think jeff bridges like every character it's like whether he's rooster cogburn or the dude or Starman. yeah he just has that that mischievous glint in his but eye and it's I, great i think it's similar to paxton like paxton it is is yeah. a you watch him and you go this man is a delight yeah which yeah. is funny because this is his most cartoonishly evil character there is nothing yes. In this character that would be likable if not for Bill Paxton. Yeah, if you want to talk about just a great positive is when he's like putting the staples in those three by five cards and then just like in with the least amounts of amount of shallots as you could possibly have. And then he just slams it on the dude's hand and it's just like, mm, that's 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 good. That's it, good. As you go. Otherwise, the scene's a little boring. Yeah. It's like they, he can add so much. It's like, that's the thing. Sometimes you go, oh, it's a really good test of an actor is, am I paying attention when they're just talking or am I bored? I've been watching a lot of movies from the 40s and there's not a lot of action in those films. They had invented uh, pretty bad. They hadn't invented the action. They were still focused on screwball comedy in the 40s. They were trying really hard. I was watching, was it the African Queen? And there's a scene, because I'd never seen it. And I was like, I should really watch this. This is, this is. That movie, that's not an easy watch. Like, it's great, but it's not an easy watch. It's, but there's a scene where they're going down a river. (laughs) That scene. And it's dumb. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's just crazy what's well, also they, if you ever read about that movie i think that uh bogart was just drunk that whole time oh absolutely yeah. he yeah. was having a great time yeah yeah i don't know if hepburn was having as good of a time <laughs> he was having a terrible time right all right joel five movies that bogart wasn't drunk while filming um okay i can do this uh no you can't i can't <laughs> that's no, really can't. hard yeah no it's, they yeah. don't exist uh, the man was like if you squeezed his arm it was uh vodka yeah it was booze <laughs> yeah he just sweated it yeah it's a different we did it yeah it was yeah no we were men yeah <laughs> Do you feel like this movie? I wanted more machismo in this movie, which I wouldn't think that I would say that about this movie, but you're right. 
it's like I wanted a campiness, like a fast and the furiousness. It was missing the schlock. Yeah. It was trying to be a good movie. And that was my that that's the thing, is like I think it is I think this is why it's good for parents to watch, because it is striving to be a good movie. But I like crap. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the, I mean, that's the bread and butter of this, this podcast. Podcast, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I, I think you're right. And maybe that's what I was getting out with the action thing, too, is that it it's too grounded to be what it sh- wants to be and what Bill Paxton understands that it is, which is a campy, ridiculous, like... He's in a different movie. <laughs> he yeah. was in the right movie. Yes. yes. No, all of his instincts were correct. And I think that that's the movie that we all wanted. Hey. And I think Marsden was in the right movie because he would have seemed so out of place if everybody was Bill Paxtoning, and oh, it would have been perfect. Was, he was great. I have he was great. Notes yeah, he was. I would even say life. that Edward James almost was in the correct movie. I think he oh. knew what movie he was making. I agree. All the all the supporting actors knew exactly what movie they were in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we we did it right. We this did is, it. Yeah. yeah. I we also I liked what's her name. Um, what is it? The Beth Mickle. She was a production designer. I thought she did a good job with the diner. I thought hit the apartments looked cool. Yeah, the set, um, the set pieces. The sets were good. I, I will say a scene I genuinely liked is when um, Wahlberg is like watching Denzel with the sniper. I thought that was a fun scene. Yeah, I did like that scene, too. Yeah. That and when he was trying to get scene. him to pick up the phone, he's leaving the voicemail. Yeah, that was good. That was a solid. Yeah, was well, well executed. Yeah. It was a fun little like action break. It was a good scene. And it yeah. also gave Wahlberg's character, you know, that it made him seem smart and tactical, which he didn't yes. often no, see. No, he wasn't doing up to that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was just a good shot. Yes. With two guns. Yeah. God, I which wish is... he would have had a little gun on top of that big gun, and then that would have been the two that would have, Those would have been the two guns. Oh, man, what if at the end they took their guns away, and then... They both have ankle holster guns that they pull out, and that's how they kill Edward James almost. And then they were like, that's why we always carry two guns. And then they look right into the camera and the credits roll. Credits. That, that's what was missing. Where See, the, were you? When this movie had 17 you. producers. It needed 18. It, yeah. That was the secret sauce. One more. <laughs> One more, I, dude. I'm available. I, for, for two guns, two. All right, like, how would they do? Would it be two guns, two click, 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 <laughs> click? Uh, yeah, we're all we're all available for, to consult. Yeah, yeah. On, two on... guns, two click, click, bang, bang. Ouch, I like ouch. that. Ooh, that's good. Ooh, that's good. yeah, that's, yeah. That, that rolls off the tongue. That that look great on a marquee. Oh, that is not true. <laughs> well, thank you guys for having me. Thank you for being here. So nice to meet you. I want to say thank you and I'm sorry. I just want to <laughs> like if we can get both of those. Uh, like we said at the top that most of our podcasts start with our guessing, ooh, I have thoughts and end with us apologizing. So we're right on target. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You're on uh, Is there anything before we go that you would like to point people towards, make people aware of? Well, Winter Kills. Check it sure. out. Yeah. Very underrated. Go. Uh, I would say shrobhomevideo.com on Sundays. It's uh, some interesting programming. Look it up. Uh, <laughs> they, have, they have a full day of tune-in television shows. And there's... A- and that's just, you're just saying that you don't have any connection to that that's just hey, a personal hey, that's I, I a, might be married to <laughs> <laughs> the shrub shrub home video but that's okay um i i do like watching it i like found crap and uh primitive cgi theater uh i love the you know cali kazoo has a show excellent um yeah, there's a lot of a lot of good shows on there. No, it is truly great and people should check it out. Uh for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else. You know? I don't know. This is the part where I got nothing. 
I've, I've blown my brain out talking about two guns is what's happened. <laughs> That's why it's called two guns. Bang, bang. Click, click. Ouch, ouch. Silver Linings Playback is a production of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on Apple Podcasts. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. This is Philip And Katie. And Bridget. And we're three friends who like movies. Especially movies of yore, when we were small and everything seemed awesome. Now we're revisiting these bright, shining beacons of our youth and figuring out if they are for real. So sit back and relax and revisit the best. The worst. And everything in between from the 80s and 90s. And find out. Is is it?